0: I'm having so many lovely experiences lately. Not everything is perfect, of course, but I feel like in the place of being clear of how I want to live my life and that I have all these helpers all around me on in this plane and, and many others, that I am very supported and I'm not really doing things by myself. I Not only have I decided not to be a lone wolf, I'm actively in a pack of energies that want to help me and i do believe that they were helping me find the right phone agent to support me today and to have what for me feels like a transformative experience because i've never called the insurance company before and felt like oh wow i actually don't want to get off the phone with you Mm. (laughs) that's never happened (laughs) before
1: Welcome to Following Energy, a podcast for people who are doing their inner work and are ready to level up in life and leadership. I'm Stacey Bowden, your host and somatic energy guide. How can following energy help you embody a new paradigm of possibility? Let's find out together. Hello, welcome to Following Energy. I'm Stacey Bowden, your host and somatic energy guide. Following energy is a body-based practice. And so we're gonna start our conversation today with an invitation to slow down and ground and connect with your body through following your breath. So just give yourself a moment. If you're obviously driving or walking, keep your eyes open. If you'd like to pause and close your eyes, that's fine. And just follow your breath from the inside of your nose and take a deep breath all the way down to a part of your body that feels friendly. So you can breathe into your heart. You can breathe deeper if you want into your belly. You might even find yourself gravitating towards the soles of your feet. There's no way to do this wrong. Just take a deep breath and welcome. I'm so excited to welcome Fleche Hesh to following energy. She and I go back, oh my God, like 20, 25 years at least, and when i sat with who are some people who can come and explore share what their relationship is with following energy in their daily lives Flache's, being her name just came right in Flache is the go-to work and life balance and business coach for moms she empowers working moms to thrive in both their careers and personal lives as the queen visionary behind the acclaimed Work and Life and Motherhood newsletter, she curates a community of like-minded moms seeking emotional and practical support. Fleche holds a master's degree in counseling with an emphasis in marriage and family therapy and has been a professional business coach since 2006. She's a mom, wife, mystic, home chef, healer, and world traveler. Fleche lives with her husband and two sons, They split their time between Northern New Mexico and Northern California, chasing sun and snow everywhere in between. You can find Fleche online, particularly in Substack, and I will include the link somewhere below. And with that, I just wanna say welcome Fleche. Oh my goodness,
0: what a beautiful welcome, Stacey. I'm so happy and honored to be here and following energy with you and everybody.
1: Yay. Thank you so much for joining me. And I'm wondering, you know, if you want to weave in here to share what your experience is of following energy based on life and perhaps our relationship, and then we'll dive in from there. Okay. That sounds great. Yes. Well,
0: I have such distinct memories of sitting with you both in ceremony, like doing our seven directions dance or... Breath work and you mentioning this idea of I'm just following the energy. Yeah, I'm just following the energy. And I didn't really understand what you were talking about. And I think I cognitively got where you were going. I knew that you were seeing things and feeling things I wasn't seeing and feeling, at least not in a way that I could grasp. But I would have to say, in the last, I don't know, two, three years, I get it. In a
1: body way of what it is to follow energy. You know, part of this podcast and where we're going with following energy is us exploring together what following energy might mean to you, what it means to me, and how we can begin to expand and even support listeners in understanding and making following energy practical for them. So I would love to hear more, you know, if you were going to ruminate without, we're not being perfect here, but just ruminate on what what is following energy for you now? What does it mean to you?
0: Mm. Well, I love that distinction because if I'm just being really transparent and honest, which is the only way I like to live now, is that I think when I met you and I saw how, I saw your understanding of things that, I wanted to understand, I felt envy. I felt envious that you saw things I couldn't see or that you were able to name things I couldn't name. And I thought on some level, I was supposed to do it and feel it and see it and hear it and speak it and dance it like you. Over time, I have learned, oh right, I have my own unique way of seeing and hearing and dancing and speaking what what the energy is telling me. And so that really set me free. And I would say that a big piece of this really happened for me in the quiet of the lockdown from the pandemic. It was in the quiet of that, and me not disconnecting from people, but just not having extra people in my space, I was able to hear my own higher self. I suddenly actually heard voices that sounded familiar. I heard my ancestors calling to me. I started getting insights. I was walking down the hall and I, I just got some big download. I, something I had just never understood, I completely understood. And so for me, now I'm understanding what the signs are and they were always there. So like for me, a lot of it is coming through music. I find myself, all wake up singing a song. If one of the first things I do is write myself a note, you know, when I start my day, go look up the lyrics for that song and there's a lesson for me in it. Mm -hmm. Or because I do one-on-one work with people, I often will wonder, well, what do I say next to them? And I just open up and I get some guidance and I'll say the thing that pops into my head. And it's the thing that unlocks something for the person that the, the mom that I'm working with. So things like that have started to happen for me in terms of following energy and realizing that for myself, I need to relax to hear it. I need to trust and use my own discernment about trying it and saying it, speaking it into the space. So those are the things that that come to mind. Does that Does that answer the question?
1: Yeah, thank you. This is great. I really appreciate everything that you're sharing. And I also appreciate your bravery in naming that potential place of Envy is the word that you used. And what I would like to offer up is perhaps maybe a hunger, a yearning, right? That there was some part of you that back in the day really wanted to connect with yourself and it was, you know, unclear how are you gonna do that? And I really appreciate you naming it because for me, following energy is not about my way at all or any way, but actually not presuming to know what it looks like for you to learn how to connect with yourself, with your intuition, with your inner sense, with your knowing. And I have no, honestly, I have no idea what that looks like. I wouldn't presume to know what I can certainly do on my end is hold space for it and offer up some maybe hints and tools and things and books and all of that. But really following energy is very much an inside job an inside moment. Your capacity is yours to grow, right? Empowerment comes through, through our own inner work. And perhaps also, as you mentioned, empowerment comes through learning how to relax into yourself, right? Learning how not to grip anything too tightly. And I appreciate you sharing that there was something about the pandemic and the quiet that allowed for some spaciousness for you to simply learn how to drop in and listen to yourself more or differently. For me, we can all access our intuition and the doorway is through our senses, through our five senses. So I'm gonna notice with you that part of how you may be, and you get to please correct me, but what I'm just reflecting back in this moment is part of the way that you are noticing your intuition is through music, is through sound, It's an auditory to me. That's auditory when we hear, let's say, a lyric or we hear a song. That's an auditory way of connecting with our intuition. And then you also mentioned that you were kind of in your hallway and suddenly you felt the presence of your ancestors. And I'm curious, how did you experience them coming in? It was a voice, it was,
0: and it was a familiar voice, not a voice I could name. Oh, that's grandpa, so-and-so. It wasn't like that. It was uh, like a resonance. (laughs) So like a frequency, it was an energy, it was a quality. And it was like, oh, there you are. That was my response to the stimulus. And I kept working with it, like, who are you? What is this? And got very clearly, like, these are my ancestors. But it was like coming through as one quality, And also reminding me, we are here all the time and we're a little bit bummed out that you're not using us. And so there was this kind of a playful way, not like you're bad and wrong, flesh apes, but we're here and we are underutilized. And then the connection I made was, well, what could I be and do and have and see and create and heal and help if I was using all of this? And what I kind of got back was this quality of like hot damn, yes, she gets it. Mm. And it almost felt like they were talking amongst each other like she's getting it. She get she gets us and I'm getting that shit. My I get these confirmation chills and I'm getting them right now as I speak to you. So that's another thing is that through my body. I'm a very emotional person. I tend to feel things before I understand them or hear them or uh, cognitively understand it's a feeling. And I used to think because people would all, they'd get mad at me. And the the first arrow they would sling my direction was you're too sensitive. Mm. And I, I really took that on as, yeah, I guess I'm just, I'm too sensitive. I'm hurting other people with my sensitivity. And like that, I call myself a good girl in recovery. And that's a part of it is reclaiming that, but it turns out that's my superpower because my body, that's the language of my body are my feelings. So I know that if I feel uncomfortable in someone's presence, there's something for me to explore. If I feel at peace at home, I feel joyful. I feel seen Then, So I'm just look following all that too, because it's another language that I'm really learning to engage with and honor and honoring myself by doing
1: that. Hmm. Thank you. I'm really hearing your relationship with your body and how your body really is talking to you a lot and giving you and offering a lot of insight and valuable keys and clues about how to take care of yourself, what to receive, what not to receive. I also want to give a big shout out to um, the helping forces in our lives that as someone who is a ceremony person and also a spiritual mama, and I offer a lot of guided imagery work in my one-on-one sessions, and often I'm holding space for people to start to connect with energy inside of their bodies. And that can look like little ones and images, and it can also look like opening to these forces that make no sense, but yet are reflections of our ancestors and what i have always been told how my intuition speaks to me is often through voice as well is that unless we ask to connect unless we present ourselves to these forces to the ancestors to guardian angels whatever it is you know different forms of energy unless we ask for a relationship they're not going to come so it's really important that if we want to connect with energy beyond our little selves. It's really important to just give a shout out and say, Hey, I'm here, I'm available. Please show me, please guide me. We can always remember choice in relationships. So for me, the way that I work with a relationship with the spirit world, let's say is that I'm allowed to be my fullest self, which means I get to be feisty and questioning my full feminist, self where it's like, hey, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. I may even throw a few tantrums at the door. And I also need to be teachable. I also need to be willing to listen. I also need to be willing to hear and be able to receive uh, what is coming in. Again, like we're following the energy of this conversation right now. And of course, it's interesting that what is showing up, which I didn't expect, but I absolutely welcome as a blessing and an invitation is that the spirits are coming in right now to talk to us about connecting and the the spirits of all of our ancestors are coming in that way. So that's interesting, eh? (laughs) Quite. So I just want to notice that with you, the reflection of a spiritual relationship with energy. And I also want to notice that energy is also a body relationship, a relationship with listening to your body and also your, your feelings. What I'm hearing too is really owning and recognizing and honoring that your, quote, sensitivity, which to me is beautiful and frankly very normal for a lot of folks. We've been shamed, but most of the people that I know tend to be very, very sensitive and open and have been potentially made wrong for that. And how do we start to realize, in fact, it is our superpower? How do we start to trust our feelings as a compass for noticing energy? And so one of the questions that's coming in, that this is what we've been talking about now a lot, is learning how to kind of move inside of oneself and notice feelings, notice body sensations, notice sacred relationship. And then something else that you named that I wanna highlight is also using or calling upon our relationship with energy to notice things in daily life, to notice situations that are showing up and how energy can talk to us in daily life. I'm wondering, you know, what comes in for you around following energy in daily life? Right. I just had actually really two incredible experiences
0: just this morning. In my family, we joke and call me the vice president of health at our house, and which means I basically run everything. <laughs> I'm interfacing with doctors and insurance companies and doing all that stuff. And so I needed to call today. I needed to call two different entities about health-related things. And I put it in my day planner and sort of readied myself. I did it right after breakfast when I knew I'd have the most energy. But I danced this morning with some entrepreneur friends all online and it was just incredible and it really got me in my body and it got my creativity flowing, it got my heart connected to these other beautiful women and we got to set some intentions and mine were like creativity and flow and, and then I get on these two calls that I have sort of steeled myself on the inside to I have to get these answers to these questions and both people I interfaced with were so incredible that here I was grounded, I was calm, I had danced, I had had a really amazing, delicious breakfast I made myself. I was in my body and I was clear what and who I wanted to be today and what I was calling in. And it's like somehow across time and space, who knows where these people were located that I was speaking with, I got these two earth angels. And both of them, I went out of my way to leave a survey response at the end of the call because they made my day. And I made a point of telling them on the phone as well, thank you, you're absolutely making my day. A thing that often has a tendency to try to ruin my day. (laughs) And so I noticed that, and I was sort of marveling that, right, I'm having so many lovely experiences lately. Not everything is perfect, of course, but I feel like in the place of being clear of how I want to live my life and that I have all these helpers, all around me on in this plane and many others that I am very supported and I'm not really doing things by myself. I not only have I decided not to be a lone wolf, I'm actively in a pack of energies that want to help me. And I do believe that they were helping me find the right phone agent to support me today and to have what for me feels like a transformative experience. Because I've never called the insurance company before and felt like, oh, wow, I actually don't want to get off the phone with you. (laughs) That's Mm. never happened before. (laughs) So that's, to me, that's an example. And another thing that I had been noodling on in preparation for our call today was something that I've been doing in my life for maybe about two years now, which is making a point of no longer walking on eggshells with people. I've decided that I want to break all the eggs because I want to know what's inside of them. Even the ones where I've been avoiding doing it, I'd rather deal with the mess and whatever stink or funk that comes out of it or anger or upset or end of a relationship. But I'm tired of holding all of this and walking gingerly in life. And so I've been inviting a lot of unknown into my life by no longer wanting to be that good girl, no longer wanting to take better care of you than I take care of myself. And so for me, I just feel all this guidance to like, yep, there it is. It's being presented again, this opportunity to step on an eggshell and see what happens. But for me, that's another form of following energy. It's created a lot of unknown qualities in my life. And that's not something I normally would have cultivated, say 10 years ago, but at this new stage of my grown-up self, it's been incredible and not always easy, but it's been definitely worth it. Mm.
1: First of all, thank you for making a phone call to deal with insurance issues, a practical part of Falling Energy, because guess what? Calling your insurance or taking care of these daily things can absolutely be a part of how we follow energy through the course of a day. So I really appreciate uh, you naming that. I really wanna invite people to go on an adventure in their daily lives of what happens when you start to realize that, wow, energy is alive. Like some people may believe in spirits and may believe in ancestors, okay? Some people I actually have people who are atheists, okay? Who, who still believe that energy is real and alive and that it can show us things. So one of the keys from all directions for learning how to follow energy in daily life is becoming a detective, but like a fun detective where you're like living your life, moving through these daily things and just beginning to notice like, wow, this thing just happened or this thing needs to happen. How can I bring myself to it with a measure of you some groundedness and have a good attitude, like we gotta do our inner work. This isn't about bypassing, okay? So how do we show up for that the best way we can? And then what happens with folks on the other side of that? What happens in our interactions? What does it mean to you know make a call to insurance? What does it mean to pick our kids up from school? What does it mean to actually write an email? How can interactions that we have on a daily basis become an opportunity to, not only like explore what is the energy trying to show us and how is it inviting us to expand and follow, but also how can it be fun? How can it be pleasurable? How can it be relationship based and relationship growing? So I wanna thank you for naming that, that's super important. And then I also wanna notice with you what you've just named in terms of that place of in the know bypass realm which i also very much appreciate that you are making space to what let go of your inner good girl tell me more about what that means to you Your recovering good girl yes this is a not quite a persona
0: but it is something that i just started saying in the last couple of years and a dear friend of mine jessica neighbor and i started a podcast ourselves and that's been the big theme we realized how we had this in common this idea that we're different now as grown women and how much of our time and energy was spent taking better care of other people and their issues and their needs and walking on eggshells to make them comfortable rather than putting ourselves first and taking care of ourselves and then creating a more healthy, grounded relationship with the other people in our lives. And so like for me, a lot of that's just about like just healing codependency. I just got this message as a young girl that I made things easier for people when I kept my head down and my mouth shut and I didn't need too much. And I didn't rock the boat and I didn't make waves and I didn't call attention to myself. I decided early on in my life that that was how I was going to survive my childhood. And while that was happening, I got so much positive feedback. Flache is helpful. Flache is just generous. Flache is easygoing. She rolls up her sleeves. And so it became a badge of honor that I was good. And so I brought that into early relationships in my life where, well, I'm good. I'm a good person. I'm going to be the good one in our dynamic. And so I attracted a lot of people who I kind of thought I could help heal and fix, or they were coming to me for that. I have some friends who joke that there's a stage of my life in my 20s where I had a collection of what they called wounded birds. And I I was sort of tending to them and loving them and caring for them. I was completely drained and exhausted and depleted and not that happy. But suddenly they were happier in their lives because I was just giving and giving and giving to them. Not that they didn't ever give to me, too, but it was a lot of very unhealthy relationships and dynamics that took me years, years to understand my part in all of that and to let go of and heal. And every time a dynamic like that left my life, I call it turning direct. Something turned direct in my life uh, because I was giving so much energy outside of myself. And I started giving the energy to myself and feeding my hopes, my dreams. I actually recently heard in a meditation, I heard this, I call it a download, but the phrase is this, and I keep repeating it to myself. So I wanna share it here. For every shadow that I face, I will be given a gift, sometimes three. And I think that the spirits, the energy, my ancestors, my higher self, I don't even really worry about where the messaging is coming from as long as it feels a certain way that I resonate as being positive in my body. I think that that message came to teach me because I had learned to be so conflict avoidant. I that I just wasn't turning over enough stones in my life and it's been effective it's been effective because I now I can trust in it I, this is gonna be hard and scary to say or I'm nervous to say it or my palms are sweaty but I know in my body I need to say this oh and I know it's gonna unlock something for me so there is sort of this playful childlike way that I feel in in relationship with this message in particular But it sort of fueled my ability to do it. And all the eggshells I was afraid to walk on, it's like I was afraid of what would happen, that this person would leave me or call me selfish or say I'm too sensitive or, you know, stop being around me or stop inviting me to parties or whatever the the fear was that was bubbling up in me. And or I remember early on in my dating life, well, I'm too afraid to show this person who I really am. What if they don't like me? And now seeing, well, that's good. You want to find that out good and early if that person doesn't like the real you. So step on that eggshell, break it wide open, find out what's inside or on the other side of that conflict or that conversation or the exposure of what and who I really am and what I'm about, because I want people to get to the yuck or the yum with me so that I can only have people in my life who resonate with me. So that we can bring each other up and you know all accomplish our goals together so that's sort of me kind of going off on a couple of different things i hope that does that does
1: that make sense oh yeah i'm sitting here just <laughs> good. i'm basking darling and it's awesome because one of the reasons why i want to evolve a conversation with following energy is because i think it's really time for us to explore together what does it mean to embody a new paradigm. And everybody's gonna be looking at that for themselves, but certainly where I land with this new paradigm is actually, it's not about bypass, it's not about only positivity-itis. I think that that's actually harmful and not even accurate. But what it is about is shifting and letting go of codependency. What it is, is really recognizing that conflict or being able to have hard conversations with people where we can actually remember love, speak our truth, agree that we can disagree, agree that making room for two in a relationship means really honoring our differences without wanting to frankly ghost each other or cast each other out. But really making room for two means allowing ourselves to get uncomfortable, allowing ourselves to be different, And that we can do that and still be in relationship and for me this is part of how we embody and practice this new paradigm where we're moving beyond frankly control which i think is an illusion i believe in choice but i think that the mechanism of control and fear end up being very unresilient coping mechanisms and lead us to places where we don't listen to our little girls inside or we make our little girls or, you know, little ones inside wrong. And we end up squelching really important parts of ourselves to survive. And so from my perspective, if we are going to start to enliven and activate this other way of life, a relationship-based way of life, which doesn't mean it's utopia, it's precisely doing and, you know, showing up for the kind of challenging work that you're doing the eggshells that you're talking about is really an important contribution to be making for how we can create a new way of life together that is way more sustainable than what we have right now so i really appreciate you sharing all of this because it helps make it real it offers a you know an example of how other people might begin to imagine what it looks like to be true to themselves to be able to have hard conversations, to be able to name things, to be able to honor themselves, to practice healthy boundaries, speak from the heart and empower themselves so that we can start to do this differently. Because obviously the way that we are living is far from my perspective, it's killing everybody and it's certainly killing the planet. So we really need to start to make a commitment this is me getting on my soapbox here but i believe we need to start making a commitment to practicing life differently by being different in relationship with ourselves and everyone around us so thank you so much for sharing all of that it's really important
0: it's my pleasure and it's incredible that you're holding a space where we can come back to time and time again to remember because it, you're right. It is time for us to be different. And because most of us were not taught that, it's important to remember that there are examples, there are people living it in real time. And that usually the times that we need to do it are the times that we that we need it the most when it's the hardest to recall. So for you to create an immersive experience where we can come back and get grounded, get reminded to get grounded, going through a grounding, reminding to breathe, being reminded of what to look for, what to feel for, and how it can be so different for everybody. I really appreciate that.
1: Hmm. Thank you. Yeah, it's kind of what I'm here for. It's what the, the contribution that I feel really called um, to make forever <laughs> and right now. And thank you so much, flache for all for all of the wisdom and the stories and the examples of what following energy means to you. And is there anything coming in that you want to offer up, like what are you up to right now that we can share with folks so they can have their own direct relationship with you? Mm.
0: Wow. Thank you for that invitation and for having me as a guest. I'm very honored to be here. So I have my own podcast, and we call it Girlfriends of a Certain Age. And folks can find us at Girlfriends of a Certain Age dot com and we're also on spotify or anywhere you listen to podcasts and we're we're talking a lot about that recovering good girl piece and and just being badass women at midlife and flipping the script on what it is to be a woman getting older in this culture and then i also have my newsletter and i call that work life motherhood and i can be found at substack.com and folks can find me there and it's all free Uh, we're just having a lot of fun cultivating community and getting emotional and practical support for working moms because when i look around especially post lockdown living moms tend to be a lot of the canaries in the coal mine that i see and now that things are opening back up again i see a lot of stress and and tricky places for the moms and i realized i'm here it's part of but the healing journey that I want to help cultivate on the planet. And I know that when you help moms, they help everybody in their lives. So I feel like I'm helping more than just that individual woman. And uh, it's been a real blessing and a joy to serve in that way.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for all of that information for how people can connect with you directly. And thank you so much for Being here today, I really appreciate your presence and all of the wisdom that came through you and I hope it really serves other people in learning how to listen and follow and play with all the ways that they can empower themselves in their lives. So thank you so much. And I also want to offer up that if you are interested in learning how to start following energy you can go to my website at www.dancing-tree.com. On the homepage, there is a button for you to push where you can receive a free mini course. Also, I'd really appreciate your support by heading over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rave about this podcast so that other people can begin to learn how to follow energy too. Thank you so much and have a great day, everyone.